Welcome to Fifth Wall's Fly on the Wall podcast, where we explore the shifts occurring in real estate, technology, and society that are driving our cities towards a more equitable, green, and tech-enabled future. I'm your host, Brendan Wallace. In today's episode, I am joined by Jesse Franklin, the SVP of the US and Canada at Encode Technologies. We discuss how identity technology can make buildings smarter and create more personalized experiences. Enjoy the conversation. Jesse, thank you so much for joining. Where are you uh, zooming in from today? I'm zooming in from Lake Tahoe, actually, but uh, our home base is in San Francisco. Nice. Well, it looks like the background is uh, is like a beautiful San Francisco scene. Well, um, it's, a, it's a very fake background because I'm in an Airbnb in Lake Tahoe, so uh, no one wants to see what's behind me. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, Jesse, can you just start maybe with your background and how your career kind of took you to ENCODE? Yeah, so I, I've i started a couple of companies. Um, one, we ended up selling to a private equity firm. The second one, we it's called NimbleRx. It continues to do incredibly well. It was a Sequoia-backed company. And then I went to do corporate venture capital for a while. I helped start a, a retail fund. And I had known Ricardo, the founder of Encode, for uh, about 12 years. We met at Stanford Business School. And... I became an angel investor at Encode, and you know there, there's a very very famous adage at, in, Silicon, in Silicon Valley that says when someone invites you onto a rocket ship, you don't ask what seat you're getting, you just get on board. So uh, Encode was very much a rocket ship, and uh, I'm I'm very happy to have gotten on board, and it's been a it's been a pretty wild ride. I feel like you're being a, a, a bit humble because we're going to talk a bit about the collision between real estate and tech and how Encode kind of sits in that, but. The retail fund, obviously, that you started was at Mace Rich, one of Fifth Wall's LPs. And I think that fund probably in some ways informed a little bit of how you approached kind of, you know, what the opportunity at Encode is. And let's first start, let's first start talking about Encode. Like, what does Encode do? We're an identity company that does its work through biometrics and especially around facial recognition and a variety of other components that help companies identify who is at the other end of a transaction. And if you think about it, that has multiple applications in the world, right? I'm gonna start general and then I'm gonna drill down a little bit to, to real estate. But generally, anything that happens in the internet, you need to have a certain level of certainty about who's on the other end of the transaction. Now, Depending on the transaction that you're doing, you want more certainty or less certainty. If you're opening up a bank account, if you are checking someone into a hotel, if you're renting an apartment, if you're writing a mortgage, a variety of all of these bigger transactions that have a tremendous amount of fraud, then you want to be certain that the person that you're dealing with at the other end of the transaction is who they say they are. And that's an incredibly hard challenge to do because if you think about a manager at a large bank, at a hotel, a customer experience manager at a hotel, they're always having to deal with two forces that collide with each other. One is putting friction into the system, which the more friction you have in your system, the more certainty you're going to have that the other person at the end of the transaction is what they say they are. 
right? If I'm trying to check Brendan into a hotel and Brendan tells me, hey, I'm who I say I am, you know, there's a certain level of requests that you can make that have more friction or less friction. The other end of that colliding force is fraud. The more friction you have, the less fraud you're going to have. And the less friction you have, the more fraud you're going to have. And those have always been historically the, the forces that these managers of these companies have had to, to, to balance with each other. What we're really doing at ENCODE is we're changing that equation. We're saying you can have incredibly low friction with incredibly high security. And the reason you can do that is because by simply snapping a picture of your ID, snapping a picture of your face, ENCODE does all the work in the background to make sure, number one, that the ID is real, that it hasn't been tampered with, that it's not fake. And then we do all the work on the person as well to make sure that it matches to the, the what we call the source of truth, which is the ID. And also that it matches from a facial, but it's also that a real human being. And that's called facial recognition and liveness, which we can get to a little bit later. But summarizing, what we do is we help identify who is at the other end of a transaction in a frictionless way with incredibly high security. COVID has in some ways accelerated this because now all of these transactions, everything from buying a t-shirt to getting a mortgage is now being done online. So it puts increased pressure on this verification process to happen in an online digitally native environment. That's kind of how ENCODE positions itself, right? Absolutely. And I would, I would add something else that's related to the work that I did at Mace, which was around this idea of omni-channel. And essentially, when you're trying to do, create an experience for a person, there's really two parts to a transaction. There's how you onboard that person, which is how you first perform the transaction. But then those relationships are ongoing, right? Like if you're a hotel, you check them in, but there's still things that happen afterwards. If you're a bank, they open an account, but there's still things that happen afterwards. So it's called onboarding and then it's authentication. We believe that you have to have an omni-channel view of both onboarding and authentication. You have to be able to authenticate and give really cool experiences to your customer wherever it is they are, not just on your native app, right? It has to be in the native app. It has to be in your browser. It has to be when they walk into a branch, when they walk into your restaurant, to your hotel. And what has been happening is if you think about the the um, how omni-channel has gotten more and more important over time. What's happened with COVID is that's even become more important now because in the industries like real estate where the digital transaction actually wasn't that important, suddenly the digital transaction became really important with COVID. Now think of a world post-COVID where you're going to have a blend where people are still going to be having digital transactions be very important, but also they're going to have the in-person transactions be very important. So how do you have systems that can onboard and authenticate people in an omni-channel way is very much the vision of ENCODE and what we love doing and what we do very well. Can you talk a bit about the, the technology, right? Like one of the things that's always baffled me is when you go and get a mortgage, one of the things you have to do is you get a notarization. And the notarization's primary purpose is to say that the person actually receiving this mortgage and or signing these documents is who they claim they are and how that like is actually instantiated is like a notary showing up at your house or you go to a notary's office they look at your id and in all their you know fantastic facial judgment they form a view that you are in fact the person that appears on that id now there are clearly instances of you know 
mortgage fraud, title fraud, home purchase fraud that, that, that happened as a result of this. But it was kind of until we had the internet, until we had facial recognition software, the best we could do. How does ENCODE and its technology actually improve over kind of that human judgment layer that previously characterized how we how we verify people? Yeah, well, here's here's actually the dirty the dirty little secret. Humans are pretty bad at recognizing fakes, right? It's the whole reason fraud is what it is today. And Encoach technology so is so your your background was fake. So clearly, I wouldn't be good enough. <laughs> clearly, and you asked me when we started, like, oh, where are you? That's a beautiful building. So clearly, humans aren't very good at identifying it. Um, but the reality is that technology's gotten so good that fakes have gotten really, really good. If you go to a notary with a fake ID that you've created today, it's actually really hard for the notary to be able to tell you whether that's a real ID or not. And the way that our system works, it's through artificial intelligence, machine learning, our models have been trained with millions and millions of data points that we actually have to go and buy real fake IDs in, in the black market to try to train our models so our models can learn what fake IDs really look like. And what ends up happening is in this, the system itself analyzes pixel by pixel to make sure that it hasn't been tampered with, that it's a real ID, meaning it's not a picture of an ID. And a lot of these things humans are just not very good at. So our technology is actually significantly more secure than humans. There's really two technologies that, that are really important and they're separate. The first one is facial recognition. Facial recognition is a system's ability to look at a picture of Brendan and say, hey, that's Brendan. Now, it could be a picture or it could be the real Brendan. It won't know the difference. It can just tell you, hey, that's Brendan. There's a second technology called liveness technology. Liveness technology basically doesn't recognize whether that's Brendan or not, but that tells you that's a human or that's not a human. And the combination of those two things is what makes it so secure because it says, hey, that's Brendan and I can match it better than any human can. And also that's a real human, which means you're not showing me a picture of someone, which is a step that was missing. And it's the combination of those technologies combined with the ID that when you mesh them all together, you have a true, a true identity matching. And you mentioned this uh, distinction between onboarding and ongoing verification. I'm curious how that plays out in real estate assets. Uh, and, and the reason I'm, I'm asking is I, I wasn't aware of this liveness technology, which is at some point, right, you could um, check into a hotel and it could actually be you, but then you could walk around with a, a mask, like in, you know, Mission Impossible 2, that's yep. basically me, but you you know, I guess liveness technology would discern that, no, that's not a living, breathing version of this person that, you know, they're claiming to be. How does that play out? Maybe give us like a concrete example of like the user experience in a casino. Imagine a world in which you check in to go to the win. And after you go to the win, you go and check in via your phone. You walk in, there's a big line for the check-in counter. You don't have to go. You immediately get your digital key. You walk straight to your room. Uh, when you do that, when you check in, they ask you like, hey, what's your favorite drink? And you tell them like, it's a martini. And then you're walking around, you walk into a bar. Because you opted into this service, you opted in to kind of like use your face. By the time you get to the bar, the bartender has been notified, hey, here comes Brendan, his favorite drink's a martini. You get to the bar and they put a martini in front of you and say, hey, Brendan, how you doing? Here's your martini. 
you walk up to a table to gamble and you don't have to present your player's card. They know it's you automatically. You go to, you go to the spa and then you just walk out. You don't have to grab anything. You don't have to sign anything. So it's really the way we like to think about it is the way small towns were in the 1800s where everybody knew each other and everybody was kind of just had that personalized experience. What this allows you to do it's create a Ritz-Carlton-like experience at scale because you have the systems and technology that allow you to give a very personalized feeling at a massive scale. Can you walk through like the, the broader context of real estate applications? Yeah, so we're actually dealing with other customers, for example, that want to use this technology for clocking in and clocking out right, where you could have a iPad, just a regular iPad at the entrance of a factory of, or a warehouse or wherever. And the moment you walk in, it automatically clocks you in. You walk out, it automatically clocks you out on that person, right? So you, you avoid lines of people kind of like having to put in their cards and doing a variety of different things. With this technology, you can authenticate that actually whoever you gave the job to actually is the one showing up for the job, right? Like cleaning industry and a variety of other, uh, other areas. So there's there's just a, a great swath of, of things, right? Like another important one is rental uh, units. And if whenever you're renting a home to someone, you want to make sure that that is who they said they are. But you can actually also make sure that they're not subleasing to someone else because you can have recognition around it. Now, here's where I kind of want to draw a, a line because there's a line between identity and surveillance. And we we tend to shy away. We don't like surveillance, right? We don't like cameras that are identifying people when people haven't opted in to be identified. And that's, this, a, distinction. Is, that's is a, a distinction. That a user has opted into it, given that kind of implicit consent that you can track me within this place that I'm in. Exactly. Going back to the hotel example, right? If, if I've never given a fail, sell, selfie to the hotel and I've never opted in to kind of like this thing, and I suddenly show up and everyone starts calling me by my name and telling me where I've been, it's going to feel really invasive. However, if I've checked in with my face and I've opted in to kind of like be authenticated through my face, then it becomes a really cool experience. So opt-in is the key that we don't do anything that's not opt-in. We view that as surveillance and there's use cases for that and good for them. We tend to be on the opt-in creating wow type of customer experiences. It's really interesting because one of the things, you know, we've always talked about is that, you know, real estate owners have always had this problem of they build these buildings, people do things in the buildings, like they stay at a hotel, they manufacture things in an industrial building, they work, you know, in an office building, but the landlord really has no idea about how they're using the asset, when they're using the asset, what are their behaviors, what are their patterns? And so there's this massive trend right now of, you know, smart buildings, right? Where everything that moves inside a building, you can make smarter, you can make more functional, you can make more kind of environmentally aware. So you could say, oh, people are using this conference room more, you know, in the afternoons because it's less sunny than they are in the mornings, whatever the incident is. Um, but what's interesting is you can kind of provide an overlay of opt-in verification, right? So there's a creepiness to buildings knowing that information with respect to the individual. Knowing it in aggregate seems pretty par for the course, but knowing it with respect to the individual is hard. But what I'm hearing you say is the unlock there is kind of um, 
delivering a better experience by virtue of having verified that person. So if you know that Brendan likes a oat milk latte, right? He's probably going to be less weirded out when he goes down to the coffee bar and they've already made an oat milk latte. Is that kind of the unlock? That's the trade that consumers are willing to make and that you kind of unlock in that onboarding process. Absolutely, right? And it could be as simple from like unlocking personal offices, right? Like walking in, you know, generally big time executives have the assistant that has the button that unlocks the, the office. You could do that for everyone that there's cameras and you know that they're there. You unlock the office just for that person. So there's all, again, there's all sorts of personalized experiences that you can build here that create really cool wow type of experiences, where, which at the end of the day, is what everyone's trying to create, right? Whether you're a landlord, whether you're a hotel owner, operator, whatever it is that you're doing, whether you're writing mortgages, right? Like whatever it is, you're trying to create these wow type of experiences. And this is what allows you to do that. And so a lot of, you know, real estate owners today are trying to figure out how do I make my building smarter? Um, but it sounds like what you're saying is that it's not so much just making your building smarter. That is like one component to it but it's making your assets more personalized. And one critical component to that is verifying and knowing who the users are of your building and kind of thinking about them like users inside an app, which always have to be authenticated at the outset. Yeah, and look, when I, when I was at Mace Ridge, we, we always thought about, we don't wanna do technology for the sake of having technology, right? And I think that's where a lot of companies get into trouble where they're like, well, that sounds like a good technology, let's do that. And then you get that technology and we're like, well, what do we do with that, right? And what, do we, what I believe and what we believe in Encode is that you have to use technology with an objective, right? And if the objective is to make the user experience of your tenants or the people inside your building much better, that's a very worthwhile investment to make because it's going to differentiate you at the end of the day versus all the other smart things that may or may not do that. Yeah, and I guess when you think about today where Encode is, I know that a lot of your customers are major financial institutions like, like banks for whom obviously identity verification is like part and parcel to what they do. They've always done it um, and you're a better solution for them. How do you, how do you kind of characterize where you are today in kind of penetrating the real estate industry and where you'd like to go? I would say we're in the top of the first inning in terms of where we, where we are and where we'd want to go. I think that the real estate industry with identity is a little bit in terms of like where the real estate industry was with technology when Fifth Wall was founded where there was just this massive opportunity that needed, you know, catalysts to help it get to where it needs to go. I view a parallel to that where it's like the real estate industry with identity is today where it's like people are starting to realize the potential, whether it's in hospitality, mortgage origination, property management, whatever it is that there's like, wow, there's massive opportunities here. If we invest a little bit, we can create this outsized outcome for it. Yeah, I think I totally agree. And I think that real estate owners, it's, it's just kind of dawning on them that they need to think about their tenants, their residents, their occupants, more like users. And in the same way, applications kind of think about their users and they track them and understand them and they try not to weird them out by delivering up-leveled experiences through that personalization 
landlords, it's, it's just kind of dawning on them that they need to. And, and that's really important, right? Like the real estate industry has been playing defense for the last 20 years against digital assets because digital assets have all of these tools at their disposal for customization, personalization to create these really cool experiences. We're providing the opportunity for landlords, for real estate operators to go on offense and start creating those same type of personalizations and customizations that create these really cool experiences that the digital side has had for 20 years. We're now bringing it to the physical side. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. It seems so interesting what Encode is doing for the real estate industry. And I think the applications are, are obvious, but like you said, we're in the first inning. So it's so exciting to see how this will play out. No, thank you. Thank you for your time, Brendan, and a big fan of Fifth Wall and uh, and would be very excited to talk to any 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 of your LPs or any of the people listening on this. Absolutely. Well, enjoy the snow up there. <laughs> Take care, Brendan. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fly on the Wall. All of these episodes and more are available on our YouTube channel. To learn more about Fifth Wall, visit our website at www.fifthwall.com.